You're listening to Fear the Nth Cast. This is Season 9, Episode 4. I'm JD. I'm Jason. And Scoots is Cricket. not here. Cricket. We should have done it. Scoots. Scoots. We should have just left it quiet there and put in actual cricket sounds. I know. What we that need to do awesome. is uh, when he, we need to get into his uh, slobs and change all of his sounds to just say, Scoots. Scoots, Scoots, Scoots. <laughs> we just need a little soundboard <laughs> yeah. of things that he would say. <laughs> yeah. Scooty Magooty. Scooty Magooty. I hated the episode. Yeah. The I episode, loved it. The episode was terrible. They didn't kill enough zombies. They didn't fight enough. There was no Transformers. We are talking about The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 4, The Obliged. And so yes. we're going to go ahead and get into our episode grade first before we actually talk about the episode. So, it's so a 1 out of 10, what we thought of the episode. I'm, I'm going to give this episode... Uh, now, there was so much dialogue in this episode. Which you and, mean... Oh, wait, you're not... No, I, I'm kidding. I'm messing with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean, I felt like the dialogue between Rick and Daryl was really good, and Negan and Michonne was really good, so, granted, a lot didn't really happen, but it's building up into one uh, single point, so I'm going to give this an eight and a half. Nice. Yes. And a half point better than last week, half which... Point. Even then, last week, I'd, I'd probably give it a higher score, but we can't go back in time. No, we can't. Uh, <laughs> I would give this uh, episode... I didn't love it as much as last week, and last week, you know, I gave it a 9.5. Um, I would give it an 8, probably. Yeah? Uh, uh, definitely an 8. It was solid on a lot of fronts, um, and I'll, I'll get into it in a moment, but overall, as a whole, uh, I give it an 8. So let's. Cool. Uh, here's our episode discussion, where we talk the recap and things like that. I'm going to start it off with, I thought last week when Maggie and Daryl said, let's go see Negan, that they were going to go right then. <laughs> you know, and that was, was maybe the most disappointing part of this episode for me. Like, okay. what kind of preparation do you need? You got weapons, you got everything that you need. Let's so go. It's feeding over from last week in the hopes that you had. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I was thinking, let's go. Let's get it done. And But, of course, then we see Maggie going back to the hilltop and playing with little Herschel and right. picking up a crowbar for whatever reason. And uh, Which I guess she's planning on using that on, on the bars. Because she I needs a crowbar. That's right. In. Little Boxes says, yeah, because she needs a crowbar. You're right. Yeah. There's, there's always a need for a crowbar. That's right. Always. So she went to get a crowbar, and Daryl went back to the camp. You know, it didn't really, I was like, okay, they they must have formed a plan at some point, but what is the yeah, plan? So, Hopefully we'll see it. So they're weirdly laying low and also not filling Rick in on any of this, obviously, because well, obviously feeling like he's going to absolutely like rebuttal or try to stop them, which, which he a hundred percent would. So, right. um, but also kind of a shitty situation to put Rick in. Right. To have everyone planning behind your back and you not know what's going on. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Daryl said to him a few times, you're not listening, you're not hearing, you're not you're not seeing it from our point of view, so we kind of have to cut you out of the loop. Right. You know what I'm saying? All right, so yeah. let's talk about the beginning, though, with Michonne. And this is hard to, to understand. And granted, I... 
I was kind of occupied at the beginning of the episode and I didn't ever rewatch it, but it seemed like, is she dreaming? Is this all happening all at once? Is she going out in the wild and she found Negan's bat and is killing zombies? I mean, like what it, what was it? Uh, with just with her slaying with her katana. Yeah. And then getting Negan's bat because one nice. snuck up on her. Well, so that wasn't Negan's bat. Wasn't it? It had it had like the barbed no, wire on it, and she even said that later, was, "That was just brains on it." Are you sure? I'm pretty sure that was Negan's bat. I'm, I'm pretty sure because I I remember thinking, well, no. that's not Negan's bat." Agree to disagree. <laughs> Agree so, to disagree. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I will fact check. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll tweet it out. Fact check. Me. But so, anyways, I think I think that was just like happenstance that she found a bat. And uh, hit it because she didn't have that bat with her the whole time. So I think that that was partly like her weirdly drumming up her old life and the way that she used to do things whenever she was on her own. So I'm interested to see like what that means for her moving forward. If that means like, I don't know, she's she's hitting this like wild hair where she feels like she is going to turn into Morgan and start feeling like she needs to clear, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, that scene, you know, not didn't add a whole lot of value other than maybe they're trying to do some character building, especially for when Michonne talks to Negan later and Negan says right. some things to her, but let's get with a uh, Jesus uh, talking to Maggie and she sends yeah. uh, a letter from Georgie and uh, Jesus immediately figures out, what Maggie's doing because she's got a crowbar. She's sure. on the way to Alexandria, and he, he gives you know his his normal Jesus speech, which is, "I just want to make sure that you're making the right decision because yeah. you know huh. Rick didn't make the right decision. So how can we be sure that you're making the right decision? And whose decision is this to make? All right. And I mean, and she didn't really consider anybody else with Gregory, so. Right, she. They didn't talk about it. That's what, and that's what Jesus brought up. She's like, we didn't. He's, yeah. We didn't talk about that. You just made that decision on your own, and you yeah. didn't consult me. Sure, I probably agreed with you, but we didn't actually discuss this. So it's she's, kind of weird in a way. It's like each one of these people, like now that they've they've come under actual leadership, yeah. uh, like you know, Maggie's a leader and she doesn't have to like report really to anybody if she doesn't want to. And neither does Carol or Daryl. And for the first time, like I feel like in a lot of ways they're making some similar mistakes that Rick has made throughout his time of being a leader. Yeah. And like, they're just hitting those things a little behind him of like the same leadership mistakes that can go to your head of just, Saying fuck everybody else's opinion, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. You know what I mean? So I'm in charge. Kind of interesting. I'm yeah. in charge now. So Jesus, of course, relays this message to Rick, and Rick is like, he calls on the radio and like, don't let Maggie Ree into the uh, into Alexandria. She needs an escort. She's not allowed in until I get there. And then right. he calls Maggie on the walkie. He's like, hey Maggie, I know you're listening. Let's talk. Let's yeah. talk this through. Let's discuss it. And my favorite thing probably of the whole episode is that one chick just kind of sitting there. It looked like a waiting pool, you know, with her feet <laughs> and kicking back yeah. in a chair. And she's like, I think Maggie's done talking. And then she just kind of like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to relay this message. Yeah. Uh, 
You're done, Rick. I'm done with you. I'm done listening to you. Maggie's my favorite. And Maggie. Which to me was like a really kind of surreal moment whenever he was calling in on the walkie-talkie and her being done with it and Daryl overhearing what was going on and kind of approaching Rick because it felt like, whoa, it feels like everyone's against him right now, which was like kind of weird feeling with Rick. Yeah. And, you know, people have disagreed with him before, but like there were, they were scheming. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they definitely so, made a solid plan behind his back and it seems right. like Maggie and Daryl got with the, whoever that was in Alexandria relay station. Like, right. hey, hey, don't don't listen to Rick. Rick's going to call this in, but that's fine. You don't yeah. need to keep it going. You don't need to keep no. it going at all. We're fine. We're fine. This needs to be taken care of. Yeah. So, and then Daryl so, gets on yeah, the bike uh, and says, hey, give, I'll give you a ride. You can ride, bitch. Yeah, you can ride, bitch. Do you got enough fuel? Yeah, absolutely. It'll be way faster than a horse, which I don't. I would never ride a horse ever in this world after it's what happens meat. later. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's no reason to ride. I mean, I get that you're trying to save on fuel, but shit, man, I would right. rather walk at this yeah. point. So, yeah. um, Daryl goes past the turnoff for Alexandria, and uh, that's when Rick knows something's up. He's like, "Hey, pull over. Let's talk yeah. about this." Yeah. So, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the Rick Daryl scene before uh, I speak, and then I'll go first with the Michonne uh, Negan speeches. Yeah. So. That was probably the part of the episode I didn't, I don't know, maybe it was just me. I didn't love this part as much uh, just because of like the situation that they got put in with being in the pit and stuff just felt kind of, felt a little hokey to me, like them fighting and then rolling into a pit and then of course walkers are going to come and fall in the pit and they got to crawl out, but right. Um, I did like their dialogue like in the pit i felt like that part was cool um it, especially like daryl talk, talking more because i feel like this is something that he's going to have to like move into and they're going to have to transfer his character into as as a character that has more dialogue and speaks more and um, yeah yeah i think it was cool well because we've always i think maybe i'm alone but i've assumed that daryl's going to be the one to take over for rick because who else yeah, honestly could it be? Yeah. Who, uh, who no, else? Uh, and so him actually, because the last few seasons, and we've said this the whole time we've done the podcast, we're like, man, Daryl was such a good character. And I right. feel like the writing for him and the character things that he's going through, I've really kind of messed with him. And people yeah. still love Daryl, and the fandom still really loves Daryl, but sure. it's not the Daryl that we know. Does Daryl want Little Boxes has yeah. a, a very valid question. Does Daryl want to be a leader though? That I don't an, think he does. That's an interesting thought. Um, I don't think he does either. But it's, if he's forced into that situation, I mean, what is he going to turn it down? Or well, here's the thing: rarely ever, like good leaders, rarely ever do they want to be the leader. Well, I mean, and so, that's what Daryl said to Rick, and and Rick right. was like, "I never asked anybody to follow me." And Daryl said, "Maybe you should have. Maybe you should have. Maybe you yeah. should have because we would have." And and, and Daryl saying, "I would die for you, man. I would die for you in a second. I'd die for yeah. Carl. I'd die for any of these people. But yeah. them saviors. And th I think that's what he's saying. I wouldn't die for the saviors. I don't give a shit right. about them. Right? They they yeah, haven't done anything different. for me. They haven't done anything for me. But I don't. 
Yeah. That's a really, I hadn't thought about that. If Daryl wants to be a leader or not. It's yeah. I mean, no, I don't think he does, but will he have to lead in the future? I, I think he might for sure. Yeah. Oh, little boxes brought this up. Rick had a speech after the farm. He said it was his way or they can leave. That's true. Yeah, he did. He did. He did basically say, you know, you can do it my way. You can go in the rictatorship. Yeah. I don't know how, but he's been, he's a lot different since the farm, you know, and sure. sure they all followed him because they were in a desperate situation where they had to survive and then the prison and then running after the rictatorship. Yeah. I love that. I love well, that term. And also like, this is what I was talking about with everybody else in their, like their role of leadership now is they're all going through these changes. Like, We've just happened, like, Rick was the leader in the show, so we saw his leadership style change throughout yeah. the show from being like, oh, I'm just a sheriff who wants to help out, to yeah. being, you know, having a dictatorship, killing Shane, like, being pissed all the time, going crazy. Like, we've had all of this experience with Rick leading. Yeah, and, and then to be the farmer, the, the farmer and the pig farmer, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. That didn't help. It didn't help him at all. Right. Like, he's not a leader at all. And then Herschel being like your favorite character telling him, hey, we let you heal. We let you do your thing. But now we need you, you know? And so right. that's one thing about leadership, though, is if you even if you didn't ask for it, sometimes it's thrust upon you and people naturally follow some people. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Sure. So, but I think the dialogue in the the conversation between the two of them is something that's long overdue, long overdue because Daryl is saying, you know, I'm your dude. I'm your guy. I've had you back this whole time. Really? I have, but you're not listening. It seems like you're not putting any trust in us. The people that have been there with you from the beginning, you don't trust us at all. And it's like, you're putting more trust in these other people or just only trusting yourself. And that's not cool. And I don't appreciate that. Yeah, and that's something that, like, Rick does often is, like, he kind of picks whoever is around him at the moment to, to like, team up with. And um, it's Michonne right now. And so they make yeah. the decisions together, and no one else really gets filled in. So, um, yeah, I can see, like, why, why Daryl's character is feeling like, what the hell, man? We used to make these decisions together. Right. And you then you ask forced me. you. You married this woman. Right. And then he talks about Glenn. And bringing up Glenn is like, you know, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Glenn. You know, Glenn right. saved you. Glenn is the only reason that you found Lori, that you found Carl, that you even are here existing. Do you forget about right. that shit? And he's like, no, right. no, no. I think about that every day. But that yeah. doesn't mean that what I'm doing is wrong. You know, and... They just don't see eye to eye on some things. You know, they're just seeing and, the same situation yeah. from a different point of view. No, a lot of different ways you can see, like, you can see Rick's point of view or you can see, you know, uh, Daryl's. And so it's like either way or, or Maggie's. So you, you can see kind of both. And, um, yeah. Yeah, totally. Just, just what it is. It is what it is. Yep. So after that was, uh, so during that process of them crawling out, some other things are going on. Yeah. So 
What was directly after that? Oh, yeah. So Michonne. Michonne and Negan. And this, this was a very interesting scene to me. Like, I I never expected interaction between Michonne and Negan um, at all. It just, it, it just is, didn't seem like something that was going to happen. So Negan just wants someone to talk to. He's not on hunger strike. I mean, he's like, I'm not hungry, but I won't be on hunger streak for sure if you just stay and you talk to me. And I get that. He's lonely. Right. He's lonely. You know, you've been in a cell for a long time at this point. We're not exactly sure how long, but at least a year. And he misses Lucille. Yeah, but, I mean, he's just lonely. He wants to talk to somebody. So he he points out some things to Michonne that maybe she's not really willing to admit to herself. Right. You know? Really, that she's. I mean, when he says that my wife died, and I'm glad because she was weak and she would have slowed me down, and you're glad that your son died because he would have slowed you down and he'd have held you back in this world, you know, that's a harsh reality. That's what. That, yeah. That maybe she doesn't want to face. Maybe she doesn't want to think about that. I wouldn't want to think about that. You know, you don't allow yourself to say. Ever like, yeah, man, that was great for me. The fact that my kid isn't here in this world or that my wife isn't here in this world because really they would weigh me down and they would have died anyway. So it's a a pretty fucked up thought for sure. Yeah. And it's way harsh to say to another person like you and I are the same. You and I are the same because we're made for more. We were built for this world and we're ready to do this in this world. But if we had other people from our past lives, we wouldn't be as cut out for this world as we are. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the reasons why I love this episode so much is because of, of their talking together was like really cool because for the first time I, you know, I agree with the way you were saying in the last episode, I feel like Negan is coming to like, he's not just being Negan from the comics. He's like being Jeffrey Dean Morgan's, Negan, and it's a little different and more like somber and dark. Yes, yeah. I like that a lot. Where he's just like, he's just putting the facts out there, and it's it's really true stuff. And I, you know, I think like, dude, what would happen if if you know Rick still had Lori and she was tagging along, you know, right? Just, because I don't feel like she was cut out for this world. And, the, you know, there's a lot of people who have who have maybe died, and maybe some of them you feel like should have kept going on. But, uh, yeah, it's that's an interesting thought. And yeah. Pretty entertaining. I mean, and just the two of them talking, and I, I, I'm not sure what to think. Like, Negan is not in any position to be manipulative and to be mean. That's not where he is. He's in prison and he just wants to talk to her. And I feel like he was trying to be real with her and trying to get her to admit some things to herself. And Michonne wasn't having it. She just wasn't having it at all. But she did come back. She came back and she was, and then she started kind of making fun of Negan, which I didn't think was necessary. Mm -hmm. I I I didn't think that was necessary at all. She's like, you know, you know, oh, you thought I was your last hope to find Lucille. You thought I would be your friend. You thought we were the same. No, there's nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to face, think about his reaction. When she was like, oh, it's just out there. Yeah, we and left Lucille like, out there. It's out there. Out there alone? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> he was so distraught over the fact that his his baseball bat was out there alone. Right. But I loved I loved like seeing his expression change and just like how depressed he got in that moment. It was so awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And then he started banging his yeah. head on the wall. <laughs> yeah. It, it just was awesome. Banging his head on the wall over and over. Uh, like, like real hard. Yeah. I was like, oh, I that's going to leave a mark, Negan. That's I, definitely going to leave a mark. Just the thought of that, the thought of like banging your head against a wall or like when you see somebody like bang their head against a, a tree with the bark, like, oh, cutting. Oh, man. I can like imagine that and I feel that. Yeah, my my daughter actually hit her head on the coffee table tonight. <laughs> I was just like, oh no, oh shit! Like it just sounded so intense, and I was just like, man, I bet that fucking hurt. <laughs> like I know it did. I had to. So yeah, yeah. She, no, not yeah. about bashing your head in the walls. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about, do you want to talk about Jadis and Gabriel real quick, get it out of the way, or do you want it to go ahead and go to the Carol? I mean, that's fine. Uh, it's, it's a short bit and she doesn't have time for him. That's true. Well, I mean, go fast when you're alone. If you want to go far, you, you keep people. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, he guilted her. He guilted her for sure into not killing him with Buckethead. And that's what I'm going to call that zombie is Buckethead. Buck, yeah. Uh, um, Great guitar solos. <laughs> true. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. So yeah. um, I, I don't know what's going on with Jadis. Like, where is she going? Where is she going? What is she doing? She's jumping in a helicopter. Do you think out. so? And do you think, and like the speculation is like she's going to run into the whispers because we know they've already cast Alpha and Beta, and Beta right. is uh, the dude from Sons of Anarchy, which Opie from yeah. Sons of Anarchy, which I'm super yeah. excited about because he's massive. Oh, he's a monster of a person. He is. I mean, 6'5, like, that's what yeah. Beta needs to be for sure. For yeah. sure, for sure. So it's going to be good yeah. um, to see that. So I'm assuming that she's in with the whispers in some way. Maybe not, but that's what I'm thinking. And her scene, her love scene with Gabriel, like, I think she loves him and she sure. thinks that, uh, that, which is why she didn't kill him. But who knows? I mean, yeah. we'll see what comes of that situation, but I think it's just, they're using it as a plot point to introduce us to the whispers. Cause with Rick not yeah. being here soon, that's yeah. going to be a problem. I just, I just, yeah. I just think she doesn't have time for him. She's moving on. Yeah, I liked her she little phrase. Feel like she stands a good chance with him. Right, and she just, he just cried. He just cried when he was one little eye. Yeah, poor guy. He cried his one eye out. All right, so let's talk about Carol getting and the saviors. So Carol has decided she doesn't want to lead the saviors anymore because they need to lead themselves. Yeah, they need to take care of themselves. They need to handle their own business and maybe put a leader of themselves in charge. Which is like another kind of slap in the face to Rick. You know, like he's hoping all these people are going to hold this stuff together, and it's not happening the way he thought it was going to go down. Right? You know what I mean? So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. So, um, in in a way. Sorry, in a way, I feel like it's kind of like puddling up the way we thought it might happen. I don't think this is the way that Rick will die, per se, but 
it is like a big turning against him by everyone that he loves. You know what I mean? So yeah, tough stuff. I know what you mean. Okay. So Carol, after she decides not to, she's going to go back to the kingdom with her people. And she's basically abandoning the bridge, the brig, the bridge project. You know, she's, she's done with it. Like, Hey, we did what we could. They did what they could. They're going back to their own people because they've, because they figured out that, um, Oceanside is the one killing them. And for somehow, somehow they get guns, which is also scary. I don't want the saviors mm-hmm. to have guns anymore. They don't need guns. They, they've, they've lost their right to they have, have guns. No gun privileges. Yeah. They have no gun privileges. So the scene with Jed. Oh, Jed. And, and Little Boxes has been talking about this in the chat. So we'll, we'll bring up yeah. some points that they brought up. Um, the scene with Jed kind of threw me for a loop. And I'm not sure how to handle it because Carol, I mean, I think I always think of Carol as the badass that just basically destroyed everybody. Anybody gets in a way, she views them as an obstacle and she just goes over them. You know what I'm saying? But Jed points a gun at her, calls her a little girl, little woman, and she lowers her weapon and she's like, I don't want to fight. Uh, this is not something that I want to do. And Little Box's point was, you know, this has been kind of going on for a while with Carol. And I, I haven't thought about that, you know, because I, I guess I kind of still have rose-colored glasses for Carol and the badass character that she was. Sure. But, but the, um, I guess the identity crisis that she's going through, you know what I'm saying? She doesn't want to fight. She doesn't want to kill anymore. She doesn't want to have to. And she that's one of the reasons she left. You know, she doesn't want to have to kill to protect the people that she loves. But I feel like, right. and I've always felt like, if she's forced into a situation where she has to fight to defend the people that she loves, she's going to do that. That's not something that she's going to shy sure. away from. And it almost felt like when she lowered her gun, I was like, who is this Carol? Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe she was trying to play it's... ahead and to protect it. You know, I'm a, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to go too deep into, like, maybe effects that her first marriage would have put her through, but I know she's, she's in a state right now where she's in love, and she doesn't, you know, so much want to lose that, and so she's taking less risk. Do you think that's what a big part of it is Ezekiel? Ezekiel is changing her mind? I think so. And, um... I don't, I don't know, weirdly, I don't think that that relationship's going to last long. I think that... <laughs> you don't think so? I don't know. I just feel like something's going to happen to him. And, I don't know. I just feel like that isn't the the happy ending for Carol. Maybe this season, but... Um, yeah, so, I think she's she's playing things pretty safe right now because she likes where things are going with Ezekiel. And she's trying to protect that. So, and it's, you know, it just goes back to what Carol's always said. It's like, she went through that phase where she wanted to be alone, like you were saying, because she didn't want, you know, to hurt people. And because she had to hurt people to protect the ones that she loved. And now I feel like she's in this situation where she doesn't even really care about the saviors or their outcome or how they handle things. She's like, fucking, they can do it on their own. 
Right. I just don't want them to ruin what I have going on, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So we, they cuts away from that scene and we see Rick and Daryl back in the pit, but then we hear gunfire so that we know there's some kind of gun battle. We don't know who died. We don't know who survived. We don't know the outcome, but we know that it's going to attract a herd and not just one, two herds, two ginormous herds, apparently. According to uh, Eugene, what did what did he name them? They were like old Shakespearean. Yeah, I forget. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter because it was great. it was it was a great Eugeneism. I, I love Eugene right now. Yeah, and how he's like come out of everything. It's yeah. so fun. And I mean, he just is there for about you know a paragraph of dialogue where he just throws right. in every yeah, single every single Eugene uh, talking point that he can. You know. Uh, I wish I would have read more Shakespeare. Well, I mean, I don't know that that would have paid off for you, but it's okay. You're forgiven. You're forgiven in this situation because it's okay. So uh, um, that's when Rick and Daryl really decide that they have to get out of the pit. And um, Rick gets out first and he reaches his hand down, you know, come on, brother, grab my hand. Yeah. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Come on, brother. 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 I'm a strong you. arm. Yeah. I, I'm here for you, brother. I'm here. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and he pulls him out, and that's when they see the herd coming. And um, it's another thing Little Box is asked about. So let's talk about this. Yeah. Let's talk about this. The bridge. Daryl's plan is to let's get all of the walkers over to the bridge that we just built. It'll never hold their weight, and they will collapse the bridge, and it'll wash away. And Rick right. is like, no, we need the bridge. I love that bridge. Because it will connect us. It's like yeah, the bridge is what connects our communities to each other, and you know, it's important for us to have this bridge. And I said this a couple weeks ago, and I remember Scoots for sure being like, I never thought of it this way. I think you're yeah. wrong. But the bridge is kind of a symbol for yeah. what Rick is trying to build. Absolutely. Rick is trying to build a connective, you know, some way to connect the communities together. The kingdom, yeah. the sanctuary, the hilltop, and Alexandria. We need this bridge. It kind of shows if we can all build this bridge together that we've kind of crossed a barrier, crossed over a line, yeah. and now we're in this together. <laughs> you know, Which is why all the communities are building the bridge together. And Daryl's willing yeah. to sacrifice it like that. And right. uh, Gabriel's, I mean, and Rick is like, no, 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 no. I've got to find another way. Yeah. Other than yeah. sacrificing this bridge that we've been working on for so long. Yeah. It's absolutely symbolism. And it's cool, but it's also, I don't know. It's interesting. Everything's falling apart. It's really weak. And so I think that. What happens to the bridge will tell us a lot about. So you think the bridge is going to collapse in the next few episodes? I don't know. You know, it might not. They may come together and and put in some supports, but they may. You know, um, it is cool. It is cool that it's like it's not just falling apart, but it's it's weak right now, and and the water's rushing, and it's it's you know dealing with hard times, and it's being pushed to the limit. You know what I mean? So. Cool. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that irks me about this whole situation is that Rick and Daryl are finally having a real talk, right? And they get interrupted 
And I don't think they're ever going to see each other again. I mean, they may. Daryl may come to Rick's rescue, which we'll talk about here in a second. But the last thing that Daryl ever says to Rick is, be safe. And Rick says, you too. Yep. Just right after... Right after they have like the first real conversation they've had in a few seasons, because I think Rick yeah. has always taken for granted that Daryl was always going to be there and always going to have his back. And Daryl's like, yo, 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 you are ignoring me and you're not paying attention to me. And I can't just, you know, be a yes man all the time because right. that's not, that's not I leadership. I too, Rick. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So Rick, what he does is, I'm going to stay behind. I'm going to get on this horse that magically appeared. Um, oh, yeah. Just walking through the forest. It's like he was playing Red Dead. I know, right? <laughs> he just or, whistled. Or Assassin's Creed. <laughs> hey, there's my yeah. horse. It just came from 40,000 feet away. <laughs> I left you towns away, and you're right. here now? You are in a different astral plane, <clears throat> and you're here. Yeah, right. it's, it's ridiculous. Not only are you here, you you were like here around walkers, things you're so clearly spooked by. Right. So Rick, yeah. I mean, in Rick gets <laughs> on the horse and he rides to lead the herd away, but he rides into the second herd that we were talking about earlier in the episode. This spooks the horse, who, in a callback to season one, when Rick fell off the horse and had to crawl under the tank, bucks Rick off. And Rick f- happens to fall on the one piece of rebar that he could, and he gets stabbed through the side. It doesn't look like it hits any vital organs, but it definitely would be painful. You know, well, I got to say, it looked like he lucked out on where all the other pieces of rebar were. <laughs> there was yeah. one by his head. Yeah, one by his, know, like, like, uh, his kidneys and shit like that. Right. You know, like, yeah. he, he did he luck out. out with it hitting right there. But... How did he pull himself out? This is what Little Box asks. I don't know. Oh, um, when Rick in the pit? Is that what you're talking about, Little Boxes? I don't know. I mean, I was watching and I guess. It was the root. Yeah, the root. And Daryl boosted him he up to a the root. Roots. Up to a root that he could get to. Yeah. And then that's why he could. Daryl stacked the locker bodies. Oh, when he was impaled? I don't know if he's able to get off when he was impaled. Like, we know next episode is the <clears> end of Rick, <throat> the last episode with Rick, which is crazy. Yeah to me crazy to me that the main character of the show is about to not be on the show anymore and i don't know how i'm gonna handle it do you feel like the situation that he's in right now so he's he's impaled by rebarb yeah walkers are coming from every side do you feel like this is the like that's how he dies i don't think so I if yeah. if Rick goes out by getting eaten by two hordes of zombies, I feel like people are gonna literally yeah. riot. There's no way right. that they can have the main character of the show go out that way. I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Like, yeah, this is a, absolutely not how he dies. No, I mean I think they're just building a tension and having a cliffhanger sure. for next episode when Rick gets out. So I mean, maybe someone saves him. Maybe Maggie's there and she saves him, or. Yeah, maybe Daryl. I mean, who knows? There's plenty of options of people that could save him at this point. Sure. Yeah, but it definitely is. It's tense. Like I couldn't imagine um, having rebar impaled through my side with two hordes of walkers coming down on me. I'd be like, you know, I guess this is my time to go. That's how I would feel. But that I'm not Rick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not Rick at all. So yeah, no, he's he's been in some pretty bad situations before, but at that point, it's like, eh, 
Everything's kind of falling apart. I guess I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I have a question for you, and we haven't yeah. talked about this yet. Do you think us knowing that this was la- Rick's last season and knowing that next episode is his last episode, do you th- does that ruin anything for you? Does that make it less tense? Does it make it like, oh, shit. You know, I know he's at least going to make it to the next episode. Like, uh, does it make no. it different? So I think if anything, we've we've always felt really strongly on this podcast and other podcasts that we produce that spoilers really shouldn't play too much into your viewing pleasure of a TV show or movie. Right. Like, spoilers, sure. You don't want to go tossing them out willy-nilly. But if an episode's good and they tell a story well, or if a movie's good and they tell a story well, and it's acted well and written well, like then you should be excited to get to whatever that ending was either way. So I think that... Knowing it doesn't change anything for me. If anything, it's actually maybe even a little bit better just preparing people. Um, I think maybe they're like kind of wishing they would have said something about Carl before it happened. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Because uh, they, they mentioned that like, Carl's going to die just to kind of ease people into it. But um, And I yeah. agree with you. But I mean, and Little Box has said, yes, it definitely does. So does what? It, ruin it? it? It does make it different. Okay. It does change the way that you kind of view it. and I mean, absolutely. I, no, it absolutely changes the way you view it, but not necessarily negatively is what I'm saying. Right. And, I mean, we don't know exactly what happens. There's been a lot of rumors. Maybe Rick yeah. dies. Maybe Rick just leaves the show, like because he got so injured. Maybe he goes over to wherever uh, the com- wherever Georgie is and gets healed or something like that. I mean, who knows? Right. But at this point, you know, I think we have to assume that Rick is going to die, right? Because there's no way that he would leave Michonne and his daughter, and maybe Michonne's pregnant. I think the only way that Rick leaves the show is that he's dying, which is kind of sure. sad to think about and. To, it kind of blows my mind that next episode might be the last time that we ever see Rick on the show. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got to. Unless yeah, he's got to die. I mean, what what other option is there? <laughs> I don't really think there is, and he's he's not coming back to the show. And I think it's some. Uh, maybe everybody just needs to come in. I don't know. Come to grass with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, I do kind of agree that I that it would have been nice if it was a surprise, but in this day and age, you know, like with social media and people on set leaking sure. shit and things like that, that would have almost been impossible oh, yeah. for it to have been a surprise that Rick was going to die. So, yeah. I mean, he's in a tough pickle. I don't think that he's going to get eaten by either herd, but uh, something's going to happen next episode, and I'm really... um. I don't. I don't yeah. know what it's going to be. Um, I hope it's not that he gets eaten by the herd, but if he does, um, I guess he does. So is next episode an extended episode? I don't Doing know. It? I don't know. I haven't looked. Um, sh- I haven't read any spoilers or anything. To about see that. if it's longer. If it's not longer, then I'd probably have issue with that. But <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. It, 
It's got to be a longer episode, right? It's got to be. I mean, they've got to do literally your main, your main character. Yeah, I mean, unless the whole episode is just about Rick. If the whole episode is about Rick and like his little journey, then maybe then that's fine if they do an hour on that. But if they throw anything else in, they probably should do an extended episode. Sure. All right, so that was the whole episode. We, we leave with Rick impaled on rebar with two herds coming after him, and he's in trouble. Um, right. We didn't see Maggie at all after the beginning of the episode, so we don't know where she is. We don't know if she's even close to Alexandria or whatever. So maybe Little like, Boxes brought up some good points that maybe uh, maybe Jadis is going to kidnap her. Maybe. And cause she she's definitely, there. she would be a better option than Gabriel any day. Any day of the oh, week, oh, I yeah. would rather have Maggie than Gabriel. She still has both of her eyes. Yeah, that, there's that. You know? That's right. And she's a proven leader, and Gabriel yes. is, is the opposite of that. Yeah. All right, so favorite moment and least favorite moment of the episode. Um, do you want to go first or me? Uh, You go ahead. Okay. I think it was first. I think my favorite moment of the episode has got to be when, uh, what's the dude with the axe? I never remember his name. Jerry? Jer- Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah. When Jerry's like, dude, that's all I got, bro. Um, that's <laughs> the only information I have. That's just, they said, you know what that means. It seemed kind of vague I, to me. I love Jerry. He's such a dude. Yeah. That just cracks me up. Every time he talks, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with Jerry. Because that's what He's I just said, absolutely too. absolutely the way we would, we would talk in that yeah. situation. Because Rick was uh, like, did they say this or this or this? And Jerry's like, that's all I got, bro. That's all I got. I don't know what else you want me like to say. It's not dramatic. It's not like, I'm not sure. Right. right. I don't know. It's, right. Uh, so that, I love that part. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I thought the whole episode was strong. And the dialogue between Rick and Daryl was good. Michonne and Negan right. was good. But my least favorite uh, part has definitely got to be the Gabriel Jadis. Um, the love yeah. story, I mean, it seems kind of forced on us. And it it seems just like a storytelling ploy. Other than anything genuine, and so right. I'm not I'm not digging it, I'm, and I'm not really buying it. So I didn't. It, and, it and, does, yeah. And Jade is holding that walker like an inch from his face, and then Gabriel saying, "I forgive you, I forgive you for what you're doing," and then yeah. it being over, I was like, "Oh come on, I could have." Yeah, and and little boxes just said, "There's a reason they're focusing on Jadis and Gabriel, and not on Tara and Rosita." I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. I and I don't think you're wrong, but I just don't love it. I, I just don't love it. I think the rest of the episode was super strong. And if they tell a good story and they get to a point with it, uh, maybe I'll change my mind. But just watching it as on as it as it goes, I'm I'm not, yeah. I'm not digging it. No, yeah. and and for a little while, there's rarely ever a reason they should focus on Tara. So. <laughs> All right. Um, what about you? No. Favorite and least favorite. Favorite part was was definitely Negan with um, finding out that Lucille was just out there. Oh, and the banging head on the wall. Just, just how he reacted. Really, just like the change in his face and the disappointment uh, that he was feeling was hilarious and awesome. Like, I, I think that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has done. I I loved him. I, I've loved him the whole time as Negan, but I think that he's, like, really awesome in these dingy, dark, like, prison scenes. I just think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then... Because I um, don't think we saw his face clearly the whole episode. Right, right. It's just, like, shadow. Yeah, I like the way that it was shot, for sure. It's so cool. It yeah. looks so cool. 
Um, and then I would say, I would say my least favorite was just like, sometimes The Walking Dead can do this and it just puts people in kind of like hokey little situations. And I think that Rick and Daryl's situation, like where they're in the hole, I think that they could have been a little more creative with that. Um, instead of just, oh, I'm going to tackle you and we roll into a hole. That right. This random ass hole. Grooves that are slides now for the walkers. It, it just felt kind of like. And Rick uh, even uh, asked, like, did you set this up too? He's like, shut right. up, dude. What are you talking about? This is, this yeah. is not set up. It just felt hokey. So that, that was really the only part that I, I didn't love. But, gotcha. I mean, for the most part, I liked it. it it's only just made me more curious about yeah. what's coming next. You know? Great. We're we're on that part now. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm excited. I thought I thought it was a good episode, and I think every episode this season has been strong, which is yeah, pleasantly surprising. We're about to get into the doldrums. I mean, I'm hope which is, I mean, <sighs> if Walking Dead follows a pattern, episodes six and seven are usually kind of boring before the right. mid season finale. I hope that's not happening My, because we'll have Rick yeah. not being there anymore. So there's yeah. a lot that they can do. And a lot of stories that they can tell, but I guess we'll see, see what they do with it. We'll yes. see what they do it. But I mean, so I mean that's it. That's the episode, and we're about to wrap up. So there's a couple things you could do for us if you uh, if you're new to the stream, go ahead and follow. Yeah, follow us, and uh, we would appreciate that a lot. And come back every Monday. We talk about Walking Dead, especially while Walking Dead is on. Uh, we'll talk about other things, maybe when Walking Dead is off, but for sure while the yeah. show is, is playing, uh, we will talk about Walking Dead. Next week, we'll talk about episode five, the end of Rick, which is crazy, um, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah. And, and um, if you don't follow us on Twitter, you should. I'm at RealJD Lee. I'm at... The tryhards, Jason. And our third co-host who's not here tonight because he's sick is at Scoots Magoots. And you can always follow our uh, stream Twitter at Tryhards TV. But in the meantime, until next week with episode five, fight the dead. Fear the Nth cast. <laughs> <laughs>